Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. you to turn in your Bibles, if you will, please, to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, okay? We're going to continue our series that we started a couple weeks ago uh, titled Reclaiming Our Culture. Uh, This series really just was birthed as uh, Brother Paul was preaching the very first Sunday of this new year, and I was just sitting out there listening to him preach, and and, uh, towards the end of his message, he made the statement, may this be the and as I got to thinking about that, it really pierced my heart and, and built this sermon series off of that statement uh, that I feel the Lord gave me that, that whole thing. Remember I told you about last week? Uh, I got that, and so I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I'll do my best to put something together on that. So if you remember last week, we unpacked the book of Daniel somewhat. We started in Daniel chapter 1. Uh, so anyhow, if you remember last week, we talked about, uh, we talked about two things that would take place in order for us to reclaim our culture. Remember what the first one was? That our identity, you, help me out guys, please don't disappoint me a lot of this. You, you, remember, you remember what our first one was? That our identity is what? Is in Christ, right? Our identity has got to be found in the person of Jesus Christ. Not in our job, not in our careers, not in our families, right? Somebody said, not in our fa- no, not in our families. Our identity must be found in the person of Jesus Christ. And then we'll take care of all those other things. So that's step number one. Remember step number two, we unpacked a little bit more last week. Not only must our identity be found in the person of Jesus Christ, but secondly, do you remember what it is? Our, we must have biblically based convictions, right? Not preferences. We can't push our preferences off on somebody. We've got to have biblically based convictions and principles from the Word of God. I think a lot of times the church gets in trouble because there's so many inconsistencies with what the church believes because we wind up pushing preferences more than theology and the doctrine of the Word of God. Are you with me, church? Um, you know, so-and-so said do it this way, so-and-so said do it that way, and we built a whole generation of people doing it like so-and-so said, but unfortunately so-and-so don't have chapter and verse to back up what so-and-so said you're supposed to be doing. You with me? So we've got to have chapter and verse for whatever it is that we're putting out there as far as our convictions are concerned. Today I want to unpack, and we kind of got into this last week, I want to talk to you about the armor. Now, we really haven't even stepped out and launched in to reclaim the culture. We are still in preparation mode, right? We've got to figure out who we are before we can go out and reclaim the culture. We've got to know our identity is in Christ Jesus, right? We've got to get that figured out. We've got to figure out what our biblical principles are and values are and convictions are. And we've got to be sure, dead level sure, that we're not preaching preferences, that we're preaching the doctrine of the Word of God and that we have chapter and verse for what we say, right? So really, we haven't even, we haven't even crossed the start line yet. We're just kind of getting the house in order before we launch out to reclaim the culture. Are you with me? Okay? So those are two things. The other thing we've got to do, we've got to put on the battle armor. 
We've got to put on the armor of God. And we haven't even left the camp yet. Okay? But we've got to get some of these things down pat before we can step out to reclaim the culture. If you remember last week I told you, in the last couple of weeks I've shared with you, when this thought process really just hit my heart and hit my mind, I started asking the question, how? How do we even go about doing that? What is the next step? And then if you remember, I thought, well, forget about the next step. What's the first step? Remember? And so that's how these thought processes have, have developed. We've got to get our first step, our identity in Christ, right? Our second step, biblical-based conviction. Thirdly, we've got to put on the armor, and then we're going to start going out to reclaim the culture. Are you with me, church? All right, here's what I want you to do. We're going to call a timeout right here. I want you to turn around. I don't want you to get up out of your seat, but turn around to your neighbor at the back of you and the front of you and left and right and tell them you're glad to see them at Victory Church today, okay? Go ahead and do that real quick. <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, matter of fact, I want you to look to your neighbor right yes. now and say, together we are going to reclaim the culture. Go ahead, say that. Is it on? Yeah, it's on. All right. Keyword, keyword is together, right? Uh, we got to do this with the Lord's help and then with each other's help. Are you there in Ephesians chapter 6? Ephesians chapter 6, I'm just going to read for us verses 10 down through verse number 18. I want to lay a little bit of a foundation before I really start getting into the armor because I think there's something we must understand and know about this spiritual warfare that we're in before we really start putting the armor on, okay? So I'm going to try to give you about five things really quickly at the beginning, and then I want us to get into the armor, and then Brother John's going to help me with this. We're going to do a little tag team preaching here and a little uh, working together on, on this sermon. Uh, so uh, this is going to be good. Are you there? Ephesians chapter 6. Are you there? I say, get it. You say, got, got it. it. I say, good. All right. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. It says, finally... Be strengthened by the Lord and by His vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. Now what are we to put on? The full armor of God. Not a piece of it, but all of it. Right? If we're going to battle, we've got to put on the full armor of God so that we may be able to stand against who? The devil. Right? We've got to identify who the enemy is. The enemy's not sitting in the room. The enemy's the devil. The enemy's Satan. The enemy's the demonic forces, right? That's who our enemies are. Verse 12. For our battle is not against flesh and blood. Everybody say flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. It's not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. This is why you must... Take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. I love verse 14. Stand, therefore. Boy, we're getting ready to step out and make a stand, right? But not until we get the full armor on, not until we understand our identity is in Christ, we're not going to make a stand until we understand that our biblical con or our convictions and values are biblically based and not our preferences. Then we're going to put the armor on and make a stand in verse 14. Stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist and righteousness like armor on your chest and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. And in every situation take the shield of faith 
And with it you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is God's Word, and pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request, and stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Let's pray. Father, we thank You, Lord, for Your Word. And we ask, Lord, now that You just take control of this moment. And we pray, God, You would finger around in our hearts. And, Lord, if there's one here today that has not found their identity in the person of Jesus Christ, then my prayer is that today would be the day of salvation for that one. If there's some here that are believers in Christ, but their, their values and their convictions may not necessarily be biblical, I pray, God, You would correct us in that area. And Lord, I pray you give us understanding of this battle armor that we're to put on so that we can go out and stand against the woes and the fiery darts of, of Satan himself. God, the only way we can reclaim our culture is with your help. And I just pray, God, that you speak to our hearts and that you move in our lives and move in our church, Lord, and, and help us to be able to together step out and do that. We ask your blessings on this message. Speak to us, Lord, I pray. Finger around in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me give you about four or five things. I want to give these to you real quickly. Really, you could preach a sermon on these five things that I'm going to share with you real quickly. But I've, I've got to resist that because I've got to get to the, this battle armor that we're going to put on. Okay? Number one, it's going to be on the screen for you. I want you to get this. In order to win a war, you must realize that you're in one. Guys, we are in a spiritual battle. We are in spiritual warfare. Do you, do you agree with that? You see, I believe this. We've got to understand that Jesus never told us. A lot of times we as believers and Christians, we have this misconception that if we give our life to Jesus, then everything will be easy. It will be a wonderful rose garden and everything will be beautiful and everything will be at peace. I don't know who told you that. Jesus never told you that. Matter of fact, look what Jesus did tell us in John chapter 16 and verse number 33. He says this, You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. In other words, Jesus is saying, You're going to have some hard places to get through. You're going to have some suffering to get through. You're going to have some battle scars along the way. You're going to have some persecution come your way. In other words, it's going to be tough from time to time. Right? So we've got to realize that we are in a battle. You go back and you study church history, you realize when you study church history that there was a tremendous amount of suffering and persecution and people dying for their faith. You look at your own personal life and the battles that you've come through spiritually, it's pretty easy to understand that the statement that Jesus said in John 16, 33 is very true. But the reason why a lot of believers fall out along the way you ever seen those people that, man, they're, they're in church and they're on fire for the Lord and they're extremely excited and, man, they're here and every time the, the hinge on the front door of the church squeaks, they're there and, man, they're there with bells on and they're so excited, then all of a sudden they're gone. And then all of a sudden you realize they're not even in following Christ anymore. They're in no church. They've laid it down and quit. What happened? Probably what happened is that individual forgot that they were in a spiritual battle. Right? They did not even realize that there was a war raging for them every single day of their life. So to win a war, you've got to realize that you're in one. Right? Number two, get this one. Not only that, but many Christians are simply caught unaware. They have no thought process whatsoever that they're in a battle, and so they're just simply caught unaware. Now you've got to remember this. 
The battle that we are in is a spiritual battle. Okay? Are you with me? We're not in, we're not fighting flesh and blood. And that's what Paul told us in Ephesians 6. We're not out there saying, if you don't believe the way we believe, we're going to kill you physically. That's not what we do as Christians. Are you with me? Come on, guys. You, you, you're acting like you're numb today to this. You, you, are you with me? I mean, we watch our news every day and we see people killing people because they don't believe what they believe in. That is ridiculous. Right? And I am not saying that. I don't want you to take anything that I say towards that because that's not what I'm saying. The battle that we are to fight is a spiritual battle, but many Christians are knocked out of the fight simply because they are not prepared for the fight and they're not even aware that they're in a spiritual battle. Number three is this one. We must recognize who our enemy is. And I've already unpacked this a little bit. But in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, the Apostle Paul said we are to put on the full armor of God and he made very, very clear who the enemy is. Look in verse number 12. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. Our battle is against Satan himself. That's the enemy, right? That's the enemy. That's who we are in this battle with. Well, what is it that Satan wants to do to me? What is it that Satan wants to do to you? There's several things. As we're in this warfare with him, there's a couple things he wants to do to you. Number one, he wants to get you to the place where you doubt the Holy Scriptures, where you start doubting if the Word of God is really true. And if he can get you to start doubting, then he can get you wounded. You'll be a wounded warrior on the sideline, and you're no threat to him whatsoever. He wants to get you to the place where you start to doubt the Word of God and question the Scriptures of the Word of God. Now, I know that to be true because that's a lot of the fiery darts that I'll get. I'll preach a message and I'll preach it with authority and with passion and I'll stand on it and just as soon as I quit. You want me to tell you when my greatest battle is spiritually? It's Sunday afternoon. And then Monday morning writing resignation letters, right? <laughs> Seriously, that's when pastors struggle the most. Right after we deliver the truth of the Word of God with authority and with passion, immediately Satan's going to be there to get us to doubt it. And he'll say something like, you really think that's true what you said? Now, do you really believe that? Let's back up a little bit and unpack that some. I mean, that's kind of how he comes, right? And so he wants to get us to the place where we doubt the Scripture. Another thing he wants to do, he wants to distract us. Not only get us to where we doubt the Scriptures, but he wants to distract us with worldly possessions or worldly pursuits or worldly things. You see, if he can get us distracted from pursuing God, then we're well on the way of becoming a wounded warrior on the sideline. He wants to disable us. Get us to doubt Scripture. Get us distracted with worldly pursuits so that we become a disabled witness and we're completely out of service for the Lord. I, I don't have any more time to preach on that. No, give me the next one here. Number four, we must recognize our situation, right? We've got to look around us and see what's going on. A lot of times whenever Christians hear the word warfare, they kind of back up a little bit and they hesitate a little bit. And they say, you know what, preacher? 
this whole idea of weapons and warfare and, and warrior and battle and army and all of that stuff, it's, it's somewhat disturbing. Matter of fact, there are some believers that say, you know what, that's ungodly. We're not to do that. We're to be these wonderful peacemakers and we're all about having peace. Well, I believe we are to be peacemakers. James 3.18 says that we're to be peacemakers. One of, the, one of the pieces of the armor that we put on has to do with being people that are at peace. But at the same time, we must realize Scripture has a tremendous amount of information about us being in a spiritual battle, about warfare, about armies, about weapons. 2 Timothy chapter 2, when Paul was preaching to his young apprentice Timothy, he told him that you are a soldier of Jesus Christ. And then he told the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, he said you have these weapons of warfare. It's no doubt, guys, that we are in a battle. We've got to understand and recognize our situation if we're going to go out and reclaim the culture. Number five is this one. We can't forget to put the battle armor on, right? Don't forget to put on your battle armor. Now, every one of you guys made a decision this morning. When you got up, those of you that are here, obviously you were coming to church today. So what you did, you went in your closet and you thought, you know what, what can I wear today that's appropriate for me to go to church? And you picked out what you wore today knowing that you were going to church, right? I picked out what I was wearing today knowing that I was going to be standing here and preaching you today. So I picked out what I was going to wear accordingly. Now, behind the church property, we have about 21 acres or so here, and we have a trail up there. It's called the Pathway to Victory. And on the pathway to victory, there's been guys and ladies as well that's done a tremendous amount of work. So if I was showing up today and I wasn't here to preach, but I was here to work on that trail, then I would show up in a completely different outfit. I would show up in a pair of jeans and probably a pair of boots and, a, and an old shirt that I didn't mind if it got sweaty and if it got dirty and if it got just wet and nasty. Why? Because I'm going to work on the trail. So I'm going to put on the right amount or the right clothes according to what it is that I'm going to do. If I'm going to a business meeting somewhere, then I'm going to dress accordingly. Debbie and I do photography, and if I'm going out to do a photo shoot, then I'm going to dress accordingly so that I can put the proper lenses on me and have the different things that I need so that I can do the job well. The same thing applies to a battle. If I'm going into warfare, then I must dress accordingly. Are you with me? I must realize that I am going into a battle and therefore I'm going to put on the proper armor of God. Number six is this. Today, I want us together to go to the spiritual armory and let's get our battle gear. And I'm going to show you and try to articulate to you what our battle gear looks like and what our battle gear is. In Ephesians 6.11, Paul said, put on the full armor of God. And church, he means just what he says. He didn't say put on a piece of it. He didn't say put on some of it. He said put on the full armor of God. So whenever we put on the armor of God, we must put on the armor intentionally. We must put on the armor of God meticulously. We must put on the armor of God methodically. We must put on the armor of God consistently. We must be thoughtful of putting on the armor of God before we step out onto the battlefield. So with that being said, John, why don't you bring in, this is our modern day Daniel that he's going to bring in, okay? 
He's going to bring in our modern-day Daniel. Last week, we introduced you to a culture warrior of his day, and that was Daniel in the Old Testament. We're going back to Daniel next week, and we're going to unpack more about his life. But today, we're bringing in our modern-day Daniel. And we're going to suit up Daniel here because he is getting ready to go to battle, right? He's getting ready to go to war. Now, the first thing, and here's what you must do. Whenever you're putting on your your battle gear, whenever you're putting on your battle gear, I want you to think of it this way. Yeah. All good preachers are bald. I like that. (laughs) He's looking good, right? Right? Listen, in order to put on the battle gear, I want you to start with one piece at a time, start from the top, and let's put it on all the way down to the bottom, okay? So that's how we're going to dress up our modern-day Daniel here, and we're going to start, first of all, with the helmet. John, grab the helmet. Tell me a little bit about that helmet. Why would you put this helmet on a 21st century soldier? Well, this helmet's a Kevlar helmet. It, uh, it's fairly light, about a pound maybe. And uh, uh, I'm not going to say it's bulletproof, but it will, uh, it will keep you from getting shot in the head most times unless it's really close. Uh, it straps on securely. It's padded. It's very comfortable. Uh, and, of course, it protects your brain pan. Protects your noggin, right? Yep. So go ahead and put that on him. So we're going to put the helmet on him first for protection. Guys, when we are putting on our spiritual armor, we're to put on the helmet of salvation. And you know what that does? It protects our mind. When we are in this spiritual battle, you know where Satan's going to attack you first? He's going to attack you in your mind. He's going to get you thinking about things you probably never would intentionally sit there and start thinking about. He's going to shoot a fiery dart into your mind and hopefully get you to the place where you were entertained the ideas or the false doctrine or the false truths or the doubt that He's shooting into your mind. Guys, listen, that's why it's very important when we put on our spiritual armor and the armor of God and we put on the helmet of salvation, we must protect the mind. And there's a lot of ways we protect the mind. We've got to guard the gates of the mind. We've got to guard the eye gate. We've got to guard the ear gate. We've got to pay attention to what we're watching and what we're looking at and what we're reading. Listen, it's not healthy for you to read everything out there that there is to read. It's not healthy for you to watch everything out there that there is to watch. You must guard the mind. It's not healthy for you to listen to everything out there that there is to listen to. Are you with me, church? I'm talking about guarding the mind. Because, you see, what takes place in the mind eventually takes place in the emotions and the actions of man. And people start living by their emotions and living by fear and living by these other things. And the battle didn't start in my emotions. The battle didn't start in my actions. The battle started where? In my mind. As a man thinks, so is he. Right? Guys, we must put on the helmet of salvation. People a lot of times come up to me and they want to know what I think about other religions and other theologies and other belief systems. And I sit there and tell them, I don't know. I don't study them. I don't study other belief systems. I don't study other religions. I've studied the Bible enough to know what the Bible says and I can tell you what the Bible says. Therefore, I can identify a counterfeit that quick because there's not chapter and verse for it. I don't need to go out there and study what everybody else is studying or what they may believe in. I just need to study the Word of God. Are you with me? So that's the helmet of salvation. So the next piece of armor that we're going to put on him, 
What does the helmet of salvation do? It protects what? Protects our mind, our thought life. Okay? So now we're going to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And John, he laid all this equipment in my arms yesterday. And I don't know, you, all this equipment together is how much? 50, 60 pounds at least. It's, it's heavy. Man, I was sitting there like, holy smoke, how do you wear all this stuff? Go ahead. What are we putting on now? This is an IOTV. It's a uh, literally a bulletproof vest. We have uh, plates that are usually inserted into it. They're quite heavy. Uh, how, many, how many people have seen American Sniper? Okay. Uh, these would take a direct hit round from, from that rifle he's shooting. I mean, uh, it would save your life. The helmet probably would too. Okay. So you've got a, a breastplate and you've got a back plate. And then uh, comes with side plates as well. I didn't bring those. Uh, but it protects your upper body. It's even got uh, uh, shoulder protectors and so on uh, that you put on it. But uh, I'm going to have to take the, our helmet off to get it on him. All right, so he's putting on what we're going to call the breastplate of righteousness that we're to put on. We're going to put on the helmet of salvation. We're going to put on this breastplate of righteousness. And I'm talking about our spiritual armor that we're putting on so that we can go out to reclaim our culture. We've got to get geared up for this battle. And what do you think that's protecting? That's protecting our heart, if you will. It's protecting our emotions. It's protecting the core of who we are. And there are too many people, instead of being led by the truth of the Word of God, they're led by their emotions. They're led by their feelings. I've done a lot of counseling through the years with a lot of different believers, and they'll come in my office from time to time, and they'll say, Preacher, I just don't feel like reading the Bible. Or I just don't feel like going to church. Listen, God never told you to read the Bible or go to church when you feel like it. Hello? He commanded you. He said, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. So if I'm putting on the breastplate of righteousness, then I'm going to be doing what is... Come on, help me here. I'm going to be doing what is right. I'm going to be doing the right thing. I'm going to be obeying the commands of God. I'm not, I'm not being led or driven by my emotions. I'm not being led or driven by fear. I'm not being led or driven by anxiety. I'm following after Christ. Why? Because my identity is in Him. Right? I'm putting on the breastplate of righteousness. I'm going to do what is right. Now listen, guys. Every single day... You get to make a decision if you're going to do what's right or not. Matter of fact, tax season is here. And you may be thinking, well, maybe nobody will really know if I fudge a little bit here. Oh, yeah, they will. And you know what? If the tax man never finds out, I could care less about that. But I guarantee you God knows. Right? It always takes me back to the day when my daughter was just a little girl. She's about two years old or so, and she's sitting there, and she's eating a sandwich that my wife had made for her, and she gets that sandwich. She immediately starts eating it, and I said, Kristen, did you pray over that? And she said, oh, yeah, I prayed. I watched her the whole time. I know she did not pray, okay? <laughs> I said, Kristen, did you pray and thank God for that sandwich? Oh, yeah, I, I thank God for the sandwich. I said, Kristen, God knows if you thanked Him for that sandwich or not. She's ate another bite. She sat there and she thought about it. She looked at me and she said, He might know, but He's not going to tell you. <laughs> well, 
Man, sometimes they're, they're smarter than you are, right? And you just got to chuckle and move on. But anyway, this is the breastplate of righteousness that we're to put on. And, and that's going to protect and guard our emotions. It's not how I feel. I've got to be doing what I'm doing based off the truth of the Word of God. As I've already said, too many people are led by their fear and their anxiety and the temptation and negative influences. Listen, if you allow your feelings to carry you wherever they lead, I promise you, Satan will use that to utterly destroy your life. Are you with me, church? I'm going to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And I'm going to follow after Christ. And I'm going to do what He says to do because He said to do it. Right? I'm going to do what is right. So let's go to the belt. Let's go to the belt of truth. So we're dressing up here our modern day culture warrior, if you will. So these military belts, they... uh the belt you put around your waist, but uh, military that holds your canteen, your holster, uh, other Batman things you might want to wear, and so on. But uh, uh, it puts on just like a regular belt. And a lot of these belts will just will hook into this vest, and so on, in order uh, so it supports everything. Get this snap right. So he's strapping on the belt. We call this the belt of truth. Okay. So whenever we fasten on the belt of truth, what we're fastening on is the truth of the Word of God. And what we're saying, God, today, when I put on this belt of truth, I'm asking you to lead me according to your Word. I'm asking you to help me live in the truth of the Word of God. I'm asking you to help me walk in the truth of the Word of God. Right? Not based on what I'm feeling. Not based on what everybody else is doing. But God, what does your Word say? Now, in order to put on the belt of truth, You've got to know a little bit about the truth. So every single day I am going to be in the Word of God so that I know what the truth of God's Word really is. And I'm going to live in the truth. And I'm going to walk in the truth. And I'm going to testify to the truth. And I'm going to immerse myself in the Scriptures. Therefore, Satan can't hit me in my mind. I've got the helmet of salvation on, but he can't hit me with the doubting of Scripture because I'm putting on the belt of truth. And I'm in the Word of God. And I know what the truth of God's Word says. Whether I feel like it's true or not, I know that it's the truth because it's the Word of God. Are you with me? So we've got the helmet of salvation. We've got the breastplate of righteousness. We have the belt of truth. John, what's the next item we're going to put on? That would be the sandals of peace. Uh, I apologize. I forgot, forgot the sandals of peace at home. Oh, you don't <laughs> have the boots? No, I didn't have the boots. But military boots, they are not just your normal military boots. They uh, usually steel toes. The, the, the uh, soles are uh, reinforced, so you step over glass, you step over metal, spikes, stuff like that. Usually is not going to pierce it, depending on how sharp it is. Along with those, we've got knee pads, okay? Uh, a lot of soldiers end up low crawling and on their knees, so we're just going to put these on, and uh, I'll bring the boots later and set no, them here. But, uh, that's but, you good. Know, that's know, good. So. You, you but, get uh, the idea, right? But, uh, uh, we've yeah. got a, the, the Bible talks about our feet being shod with the gospel of peace. In other words, we have these sandals of peace. Now, whenever you think about that, the Roman soldiers back in the day, when they put their sandals on, on the bottom of their sandals were these long spikes. And you know what those were for? Paul said that when you go to battle, I want you to go out there and stand. So when that Roman soldier was out there at battle and he had on his sandals, if you will, they had the spikes on them, he would plant those in the ground and they would give him leverage and help him stand in the battle. 
Guys, that's the same principle and the same idea that we've got to put on. We must put on these sandals of peace, if you will, and we must set out every single day to be a peacemaker. That's part of our agenda and part of what we do. We're to be in the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling relationships one with another, reconciling relationships between you and a holy God. That's the peacemaker part of what we do as a warrior. And that's a big part of what we're going to do. When we set out to reclaim our culture, part of what we're going to do is put on the sandals of peace, if you will. Go out there and make a stand and help people get to where they can have peace with God and then have the peace of God in their love and peace with one another. We're going out there to stand to be a peacemaker, right? All right, let's get to the other piece of armor here. So that's the sandals of peace. Now we're going to go to the shield. The Bible talks about putting on this shield of faith. So, John, talk to us a little bit about this shield. Well, this, this is a plexiglass shield. This is more of a riot shield. Uh, people throwing rocks and bottles. Uh, uh, you can hide behind it. They have ballistic shields that will actually take, a, take a, a, a round, a bullet in them and so on. Uh, this one's a little bit lighter, so uh, this is the one I brought. But, uh, but it protects you. It takes, protects you from things being thrown at you and so on. So, and I like that. Let me hold that. i got to hold this one. This you is pretty cool. Start. You might want to start preaching with one of those. Yeah. I, I'm any real. Yeah. I can't even get my arm in there. There we go. All right. Wow, look at that. I wish... I, somebody have anything you can throw at me? <laughs> throw it. <laughs> yeah. I like that. You know, that's what... That's what I've got to put on every single day. This shield. Why? Because Satan's attacking me. Right? I've got my helmet of salvation. I've got the breastplate of righteousness. I've got the belt of truth. I've got my feet shod with the gospel of peace. And now I've got the shield. And what I am, I'm in defense. Throw it again, Brad. Get ready, Terry. It's going to bounce back to you. Man, I like that. That's good. That's exactly what Satan's going to do. He's going to throw those fiery darts. And I'm like, man, I've got the shield of faith. I've got the shield of faith. I've got faith in my God of promises He's made, how He's going to protect me, how He's never going to leave me, how He's going to be with me. I like this. I need me one of these. I like that. The shield of faith. Man, we've got to put that on. Let me tell you why you get knocked out of the battle. You don't have the armor on. Or you pick and choose what you want to put on. You think, oh, the helmet of salvation been enough for today and... I'll just go out with the helmet on. And man, you're going to get attacked. You're going to get hit. Satan knows where your weaknesses are. He's going to shoot a fiery dart your way. And until you put the shield up, and then you, you plant your feet with the sandals of peace, like those Roman soldiers, and they had the spikes on the bottom, and you're there for leverage, man, you're ready for whatever it is that Satan's going to throw your way. But we've got to get out of bed every single day and put this on. Or we're going to get knocked out. Listen, you alone are no match for Satan. Myself alone, I'm no match for the devil. But boy, if I can take the 
helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness, the, the, the belt of the truth of the Word of God and the feet that are shod with the gospel so that I'm going and I'm telling people about Jesus and I'm reconciling relationships and I'm seeing people come to peace with God and peace with each other and then I've got my shield up along the way. I promise you, I am well on my way to reclaiming this culture. Say amen, church. Amen. Well, there's something else I need. Right? The Bible calls it the sword of the Spirit in Ephesians. John, why don't you bring out a couple weapons right here? Well, uh, by the way, this is his specialty, so yeah. look out. Most everything we've said so far is a defensive device. Uh, it keeps you from getting hurt. And uh, the, the sword of the Spirit, this, the swords we're talking about for our, our military member or our, our uh, person that's going out, of course, is, is the sword. We do have the sword, the, the machete. And uh, I don't know a military man that doesn't at least have a, a sharp pocket knife uh, in his pocket. And we don't have a real scabbard, but I'm just going to set this oh, here. Give me that. Here. <laughs> yeah. Man, I am ready right now. There you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it talks about the, the sword of the spirit. But uh, we're modern military men, so uh, we're going to have uh, modern military weapons. We've got uh, holster for a What do you, what do you call gun. that? What is that? Uh, this is an AR-15 pistol. <laughs> Looks like a pistol. But, uh, yeah, uh, not everything is, is defensive. I don't think we're called to be, uh, we're called to defend against uh, Satan's attacks, but I, I think we're, as Christians we're supposed to be offensive, and uh, we're supposed to use those, those weapons accordingly. So we're just going to stick this on him and uh, see if he's, just so able, you know, he's able to hold it. It is unloaded. Yes, it is. There's nothing in that. Yes, it is. Just for go. looks. There we go. To illustrate the point, I like that. You know what we need to do? We need to get us one of these. The Spirit of Truth. And every single one of us need to get our fingers. We need to wrap our fingers around the truth of the Word of God. And the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that God's Word is sharper than any two-edged sword, rightly dividing, rightly dividing under of soul and spirit. Let me tell you, we can take the Word of God, the shield of faith, and we take the Word of God and we attack with it and we stand with it and we proclaim what the truth of God's Word is and then we put the shield of faith up and then we, we take the Word of God and, and we go to battle. And Church, I tell you, this spiritual armor, it's all you need. Now, the question is, are you going to put it on? You see, you may go out there and think, well, let's just all be at peace. Let's just hopefully everybody's at peace. And we stick our head in the sand and we hope for a better day tomorrow. The problem with that, I don't find that in Scripture anywhere. The Bible says that we are in a spiritual battle. Right now, I know we're holding some tangible things up here today, and we've dressed up a modern-day soldier with what our military would wear, and these are actually to go to battle and war with each other. I'm trying to show you the elements of the armor and put some spiritual application to it because we don't put on tangible things like this every day. By faith, every morning, the man could come because I'm done. The faith, the armor of God that we put on every morning... We put on by faith. And we get up every morning and we say, Lord, today I'm going to put on the helmet of salvation. And God, today I'm asking you to protect my mind. Help me not to watch things that are going to tear me down. Help me not to listen to things that are going to tear me down. Help me to stay 
focused on you. Help me to think thoughts that are pure and holy and righteous. God, help me to think the right way. Because if I don't guard my mind, it's soon going to be played out in my emotions and in my will and in my actions. So I've got to protect my mind. So we get up every day and we say, Lord, help me protect my mind. If I'm watching something that's not pleasing to you, forgive me. If I'm reading something that's not pleasing to you, forgive me. If I'm listening to something that's not pleasing to you, God, forgive me. And help me to guard my mind. And then we put on the breastplate of righteousness. And we set out that day to walk in a way that pleases God. And to do what's right. And we're asking God to protect our emotions. Right? Protect our heart. Protect our soul. God, help me to live for you today. Help me to make a spiritual impact for you today. Help me to give someone a hug that may need a hug. Help me to encourage someone with an encouraging word that may need an encouraging word. Help me to give a smile to someone or just stop and say hey to somebody along the way. Just maybe send a text to somebody and say, I just want to let you know I'm praying for you. There's so many things we can do with this breastplate of righteousness that we're putting on. This to protect our emotions. And then we're putting on the belt of truth. The belt of truth is the Word of God. And every day, church, listen to me. You will be a wounded warrior if you're not in the truth of the Word of God every single day. Now, I'm not saying you've got to spend four and five hours studying God's Word. And I'm not saying you've got to get into the original language of the Greek and the Hebrew and unpack all of that. But I am saying you need at least five, ten, fifteen minutes or so or more in God's Word every day. Find something. Find some, something that works for you. Have some type of devotion in the Word of God every single day. But we must get into the Word of God, the belt of truth. When we put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. And we will not succumb to the false lies and the false doctrines of this world. We'll be able to tell them immediately because we understand what truth is. The truth is the Word of God. Then on our feet, we put on the sandals of peace. Our feet are shod with the gospel of peace. We're going out there and we're visualizing that we've got little stakes, cleats, if you will, under our feet. And we're setting ourselves and we're getting ready. And we're going out intentionally to be peacemakers. Reconciling folks with a holy God and folks one with another. Guys, do you realize, pay attention to this. Every conversation of conflict that you have or you listen to or you participate in, you, my friends, are doing one of two things in that conversation of conflict. You're either throwing gasoline on the fire or you're throwing water on the fire. I want you to visualize two five-gallon buckets. One's filled with gasoline. The other's filled with water. And when conflict is going on, I want you to think about having your feet shod with the gospel of peace and the conversations going on and maybe you just walk up and you hear this conflict instead of jumping in there and say yeah that's what I agree I can't stand them I can't believe they did that I can't believe the preacher did that I can't believe the church is doing that you're throwing gasoline on the fire and you're taking off your sandals of peace and you're throwing them away put on your sandals of peace Pick up that five-gallon bucket of water and throw it on that conversation and say, listen, guys, why don't you just talk with me? I'm sure we can get this fixed. 
and start doing the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling them to a holy God and them to each other. Be the peacemaker. That'll take you a long way in life. It'll keep you busy. Right? Shield of faith. That's when you pray and ask for God's protection. Whenever I think about this shield of faith, I think about Job. Remember when Satan came to God? God asked him, have you tried my servant Job? Remember what Satan said? God, I can't get to him. You've got a hedge built about him. I can't even get to him. Remember that? That's what this is. God, I need you to protect me. And I'm going to trust what you say by faith. I'm going to live for you by faith. I'm going to be obedient to you by faith. I'm going to place my family in your care. I'm going to place myself in your care. I'm going to place my career in your care. I'm going to place my finances in your care. I'm going to place my physical well-being in your care. God, you have all of me. And I put all of that on by faith. Now, God, I'm trusting you to fight my battles and not me myself. Mm, I like that. Throw something else at me. I like that. Then I've got the Word of God. And not, I'm not always using this to stab somebody. Sometimes I'm using this to prune a little bit. I love that John 15 passage where the husbandman of the vineyard comes there and he prunes and he cuts away some parts of the vine that aren't productive so that it can bear more fruit. He's not destroying the vine. He's not destroying the, the branches. He's just using the Word of God to cut away a little bit some areas in our life so that we can be more productive and bear more fruit for Him. The Word of God does that. As we're reading the Word of God, studying God's Word, we have the sword of the Spirit we need to pray, God, while I'm reading your word today, I pray, God, you convict me. I pray, God, you finger around in my heart and you show me areas in my life that's not pleasing to you. God, help me to repent of it because, God, I want to live for you. I want to give you my all. Expose those areas in my life that you're not pleased with. And when we pray that prayer, we have the sword of the Spirit, and God's going to go to work in our life. And then He's going to use you to be the vessel, as Peter said, a vessel of honor to be able to speak the truth of the Word of God into other people's lives and other conflicts and other relationships and other situations. You're able to go in there and you're able to cut a few things away so that that person can be more productive in the faith and God can bless them or, or redeem them or convict them or draw them closer. The Word of God is powerful church every single day you got to get up every morning and you've got to put on the armor of God. I wonder as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, let me ask you this as we go out to reclaim our culture have you found your identity in the person of Christ? Everything that you believe in, is it based on biblical principles and values? Is it the Word of God? Do you have chapter and verse for it? And then each morning, are you putting on the armor of God? We have.
have to do that intentionally every day. We have to do that systematically every day. We have to do that meticulously every day. Before your feet hit the floor, you need to say, God, help me to clothe myself in your armor so I can be ready for this battle. I wonder as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, right now is our time of invitation. I want to help you here this morning. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. We're just going to do business with God right now, right where we're sitting. Let me ask you, if you're here today, have you entered into that relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you know Him as your personal Savior? If you don't, then friends, that's where it starts. The helmet of salvation. You've got to give Him your life. And if you're here today and you need to pray and ask Christ into your heart, I want to help you this morning. So why don't silently, in your heart, why don't you repeat this prayer or say a prayer similar to this. I'm going to help you pray. If that's you today, why don't you just say, Dear God, I realize that, that I'm a sinner. I realize that I haven't placed my faith in you. And Lord, today, the best I know how, I'm going to give you my life and I'm going to ask you to come in and be my Lord and be my Savior. And Father, right now I repent of my sins. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for the sins of the world, even my sins. I believe you died and were buried and you rose again the third day. And right now you've seated yourself by the right hand of God the Father. And there you're making intercession for me. And God, right now I just pray you forgive me. I confess my faults, my sins to you. I repent of my sins. Pray, God, you forgive me. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Help me to walk in the newness of life in the person of Christ Jesus. If you're here this morning, you prayed that prayer. I've got good news for you. You now are a child of God. Praise the Lord. If you're here today and you say, Preacher, I prayed that prayer a long time ago. But boy, I'm just not putting on the armor like I need to put it on every single day. And as you were going through some of that, I was, the Holy Spirit was fingering around in my heart of some areas, maybe some of the armor that I'm not putting on. Help me to put on every bit of it, not just one piece of it. Help me not pick and choose what's convenient for me to wear that day. Help me to get up every single day and put on the armor of God. Father, for that individual, I pray, God, that you forgive us when we pick and choose pieces of the armor that we want to wear. God, just help us, Lord. Every single day before our feet hit the floor, help us to put on the armor of God. Help us to spend time in your word every day. Help us to go about on mission every single day to do the ministry of reconciliation, to spread the gospel of peace, to spread Christian love, to be an influence for the cause of Christ. God, help us, I pray. Forgive us for not doing that. Lord, I pray for this entire congregation. I ask you, Lord, to bless them. Sometimes we just forget that we're in a battle. Help us, Lord. Remind us that we're in this thing called a spiritual warfare. Have your will and way in all of our hearts and our lives, Lord. We surrender to you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen.
Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call, or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.